Sacramento. Welcome to the program. He is Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. We got four hours for you. And it is a Monday. It is a Monday. It is a reaction mm-hmm. Monday. It is an overreaction Monday. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the best team in football is in our backyard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they announced themselves. And, but uh, we kind of already knew. Yeah, so Dak didn't see this coming? No. But I feel like me and you saw it coming. Yeah. Now, I didn't I didn't see this coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a blowout coming. But I did see what I said, which is pretty much, I think, going to be every game for the Niners unless maybe when they go to Philly, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But I saw a comfortable win coming. Yeah. And once again, the night, this was supposed to be all this hype, Sunday night football. You know, the Cowboys started off like gangbusters, had that one little hiccup, but no big deal. They were coming in there. They were putting all this pressure on themselves. This was a huge game. There's a barometer yeah. sticking. Niners just said, okay, yeah, we're here. Yeah. It was it was a statement game. I mean, it yeah. really was. And it was a statement game that the Niners weren't even trying to make. Like, this was meant to be the Cowboys' big statement game. I know we're going to play audio from Dak Prescott here in a minute, but, you know, the Cowboys were coming in to, to Santa Clara trying to prove a point and trying to make that statement. And vocalized it. And and said, yeah, and yeah. said that they, they were viewing this game as a heightened importance. And the Niners, at, like we talked about all last week, they were treating this like this was any other week and like this wasn't a game that you necessarily needed to get up for or anything mm-hmm. like that. They were just going to continue to take care of business. And I think one of the best signs of a really great team is when someone's trying to take their biggest swing at you and you really just you you just see it cross your face and you're just like Brush it's like, shoulders it's off. Almost, yeah. It really is almost yeah. like Thanos. Like, like you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, there's that scene in the, the first scene of Infinity War where, you know, they, they send Hulk out at Thanos and they're like, all right, we got an answer to you. And, you know, Thanos just kind of takes a couple punches and he's like, all right, that was fun. That was cute. Now let me let me dish this on you. And, and that's really what the Niners did. I mean, they 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 saw what the Cowboys had. They were very unimpressed and said, "Here you go. This is actually what you were trying to do." Uh, it was it was a masterclass, and you know it's it's kind of you know <laughs> in a weird way, it's unfortunate for us because there's not really much else that we can say about this team that that can try and damper what what's happening because it's really all positive, and they just showed why they should be the favorites to to you know, go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, no, for sure. And like the expectations are just that, which also, I mean, it, it doesn't make the regular season unappealing. It's not like watching last night's game was not fun. Right. It's still great. You can go through the process. But yeah, ultimately what you're gauging them on, it, we're not going to able to even really react to any of that until right. we get to January and February, mm-hmm. hopefully, or whatever for the Niners. So, I mean, but yeah, just going into it and, Here's Dak after the game. And look, again, I think you and I, I don't think we saw this. You didn't see this, Not right? This. No, 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 no. But I think we did see a Niners win and probably comfortably. Mm-hmm. I don't know like what we actually thought it was going to be. I thought maybe it could come down like the, you know, because the Cowboys were so amped for it that yeah. maybe it was going to come down to being a little bit closer. But here's Dak after the game. And you could pretty much hear it in his voice. On your own feet, not getting in the rhythm, you're only making it harder. And against a team like that, damn near impossible. Didn't see it coming. As you said, put everything into this and uh, got punched in the mouth. Um, called a couple of weeks ago, humbling against Arizona. Uh, but this may be the most humbling game I've ever been a part of. Yeah, wow. see, like the Cardinals one, 
if you put the whole season into perspective, the Cardinals one I could write off. Yeah. You know, you went to Arizona. Who knows what goes on when you travel on the road or whatever, and you're playing against a team that's pesky and they're competitive or whatever. Maybe you overlooked them a, a smidge. Mm-hmm. As we talked about, the Niners did not do that when they played the Cardinals, probably and at least in part because they saw the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. But this game? Yeah. This game? And he said it in that audio. If you listen very carefully, he talks about how they did all the preparation. Like mm-hmm. they they felt good about their game plan. They yep. felt good about where they were mentally, physically, all that stuff went in there yeah. and got smoked, Chris. Yeah. No, I mean the, the the statement he just made is is one that you just don't hear professional athletes make very often. You can hear like you said before he even played the clip, you can hear the defeat in his voice and mm-hmm. I mean just that statement is so incredible because it was humbling for them to lose to the Cardinals because that's a situation where you learn, okay, like you can't take anyone for granted in this league. Like you you can't overlook teams. And just because you have the better team on paper doesn't mean that you're going to come into any, any week and just be able to roll over everybody. This is humbling for a completely different reason. This is humbling in almost like the saddest way because it's it's – it's you realizing that even at your best, like you said, they felt positively about their game plan. They felt good about their mental preparation. This is demoralizing. This is you understand that there can only be one team that ends up winning at the end of the year. And it sounds to me like Dak Prescott just realized his team is not that team. Not it, and, yeah. And that's I mean, that's that's why you play the game. I mean, he pretty much if you wanna if I wanna overreact on an overreaction Monday to, mm-hmm. to statements, that's that's me hearing that Dak Prescott in week five just learned that his season is over. And, and you know, he can, you know, he can go and, and you know, bounce back from this and the Cowboys can of make course, the playoffs. They but can go 13 and four or to whatever. Me, yeah. That sounds like when when you go into the next time they, they play the 49ers, they're going to already, already be defeated. In your head. They're yeah. already defeated. And and that's I mean, that's that's again, that's a sign of a great team. If you're on the 49ers side of it, that's. You hear that statement, and you that's that's confirmation that you guys are as legitimate as what I, I think we all have, have come to realize at this point. And in terms of just, like, organizationally, talking about the Niners versus the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, we have to realize, Jimmy Johnson built that beast. Now, yes, he did make the Herschel Walker trade, and they brought it. I mean, it's not like he doesn't deserve any credit, but in terms of head coaching, I was never a Garrett guy. Were you a Garrett oh, guy? No. And, and no. he held on to Garrett for like forever. Yeah. And I'm not a huge McCarthy guy. Yeah. I think he won that Super Bowl more because of Aaron Rodgers than him being a great coach. Absolutely. And now he's got all this kind of, and like he doesn't like to admit when he's wrong. So he won't go back on what could be argued as bad coaching hires. Right. And in terms of this, like to quote him, it's a punch in the gut. It's a kick to the bleep. Whatever phrase you want to put on it. We've been knocked Ooh. down clearly. They beat us in all three phases. We will clearly acknowledge it. I've never been a burn the tape guy. I think that is a crock of bleep. We're going to go through it and make sure we're clear on exactly what the expectations are and make sure we're getting the players what they need to be successful. They played extremely well and we did not. Mm. I mean, like you said, I just can't see should they because Jerry Jones and we I, play the audio of Jerry Jones from earlier in the week because uh, they are right now uh, probably the uh, most likely team to uh, go in the Super Bowl. And, uh, but in order for them to get there, they've got to go by us. <laughs> well, he says later in that quote, he goes, hopefully twice. 
So talking about playing, obviously, yesterday right. and then hoping that they play again in the playoffs or whatever. But, I mean, I just – I cannot envision a scenario where the Niners – even if – even if the Niners ha- like stumble yeah. and let's say lose home field advantage, I couldn't even see a scenario in which they go to Dallas and that you would not yeah. feel confident as a as a Niners fan that they're going to win. No, I mean, first off, if it, if it is even if it is in Dallas, it would still look like a home game. I think that we've seen that before. That you know, with how 49ers fans travel, even in a, an environment like the the Jerry Dome in in Dallas, they mm-hmm. would still take that over and probably feel a, a big part like a home game. I I definitely agree. I mean, I I don't I just don't see that that these guys are are going to nothing that I saw from Dallas makes me feel like there's anything, you know, McCarthy says he's not going to burn the tape, but I don't think that there's anything in there that they can really take uh as as a positive from last night. Like I I think your quarterback looked terrible. I think your your defense looked like they, you know, they they played okay against them, but you know, once the once the turnover started happening mm-hmm. and, and you could feel the momentum swing it just didn't feel like they had any shot of slowing them down so I you know I, I think it's it's great that that Jerry feels uh you know like his team is is an obstacle in the way but I I just don't see it yeah and, and you know quotes from the left guard Tyler Smith this game is not indicative of who we are as an mm. offense this game isn't an indicative of who we are as a defense it's not indicative of who we are as a team mm. but I mean, that would make me even more worried. Yeah. Like, if you walked out of that game and said, that's not who we are, but the Niners <laughs> made you look like that, yeah. then that's even more scary to right. me. You know what I mean? And all the stuff going into it, like we talked about, all came from the Dallas side. Mm-hmm. It was all, this is huge, this is big, whatever. Niners just went in there, ho-hum, you're going to take away CMC? Yeah. Go ahead. All of a sudden, Kittle, who people forgot was an actual offensive weapon, yeah. is going to put up big numbers. And, I mean, you just got to come out of there feeling deflated. I'm, the only person that gave me a smidgen of hope for Dallas is Michael Parsons. Because oh, yeah, I'm terrified sure. of that yeah. guy. And his quote, after the game was, it's still early in the season. I need to help bring these guys together, and we just need to get better. There's no such thing as losing. I don't know what that means. Uh, So tonight, (laughs) we just learned a lesson. So I guess you don't lose, you learn a lesson. Okay. I guess that's something we can take. That could be a motto. It's good fatherly Uh, advice. We were the team at the end of the stick. But, I mean, he at least looked like a guy where – he thinks that they can come back and actually beat them. Everybody sure. else, it was like, we got devastated. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? He was one guy where it was like, oh, okay, that was one game. We're good to go. You know yeah, what I, mean? I mean, well, that's what happens when you're the best player and you feel like you know, you feel like you can elevate your team where yeah. everyone else is like, man, I don't know. It really feels like I gave it my all and we got our behinds yeah. kicked. So, yeah. yeah, you know, I, it's, it's great that their best player is still keeping confidence in the team, but it doesn't sound like – the rest of his team shares that same sediment. So, For sure. you know, it's definitely one of those where the Cowboys are going to have to look in the mirror. And I think, you know, they, it's very clear that they feel like they took a shot and it's about how you respond to it. So, you know, I, I don't think that this is season over for the Cowboys. I think it's just uh, kind of like what Dak said. I think it's a humbling reminder that they have a lot to do, a lot of work to do if they want to be the tippy top of the NFL. It's fine. You guys can can beat up on some of the, the lower teams in the NFL, but – you know, this is this is ultimately the goal that you guys should be having if you're the Cowboys. Well, 47% of you listening right now should want to stick around because coming <laughs> up next, the Kings had a preseason game. I saw all I needed to see from the box score, so I'll give you my huge takeaway, even though I was pretty NFL heavy, <laughs> but I'm sure Chris was glued. We'll get into that next. You're listening to Zachariah, Chris Watkins, right here, Sacktown Sports, 1140.
Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Sacramento. Call or text. You can be heard or read. 916-339-1140 on Twitter. I am at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He is at Chris M. Watkins. Tweet at us. Say good things or bad things. We don't care. Either way, we'll use it for fodder. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, Things that I learned from last night's Sacramento Kings preseason game, mm. Chris. The first thing that I learned is that Keegan Murray does not have a Twitter. <laughs> he does not. It's or very does on have brand. an X? It's X? very on brand. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have an X. He does not. Yeah. He wouldn't have much use for it. Keegan's not really a... He's just not really He's a an Iowa butterfly. guy. Yeah, yeah, I understand. But everybody else does. Everybody else does. Swipe of the Fox. Yep. Kevin Herter, H. Barnes, and D. Sabonis 11. Yes, sir. Even though his number is 10. Oh, I guess I never thought about that. But he, def- that? he definitely made it. Because uh, my when favorite number is 11, which is why I noticed it. He, I think he was 11 in Indiana. It okay. was, he, I mean, he definitely got it made. He probably actually had it made when he was at Gonzaga. But yeah, I mean. Is I, 11 retired in Sacramento? Why didn't uh, he go back to that's 11? That's a great question. I know. I'm asking way too many random questions. I think right it now, is. But, I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Okay. I, I'll have to double check. But All I right. think. The number 11 is retired. So you walked away from that game, and I'm reading the five takeaways from that game, but uh, all I needed to see was one thing. What's that? That was the guy named Vrzenkov. Ah, Mr. Vrzenkov. However, what's that drop? Mr. Vrzenkov. Yeah, exactly. Sasha is what I, it's a lot easier to call him that. But uh, four for seven, two for four from three. Last time I checked, Chris, shooting 50% from behind the arc is pretty good. It works. That's all I needed to see. It was was pretty nice to see. (laughs) By the way, Bob Davies is uh, number 11 and retired for the Sacramento Kings. There you go. There you go. Uh, Yeah, something new every day. It was, was, you know, that was really the big thing that I think most people were, were, the most people were most excited to see Mm -hmm. in last night's game in in Vancouver was what Sasha looked like with this team. You know, we'd obviously been hearing so much about him leading into this season and, you know, the will they won't they of will they get him in the building and then now he finally comes and now uh you know now he finally is is actually suited up and played a game for the team and it looked really good it looked as promised the shot looks great um it was a little interesting to to see the the groups that he was playing with you know he didn't get a run for I think the entirety of the first half he didn't he didn't check in until the third quarter if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong on that but it was not until much later in the game that that he was put in, and you know it makes sense. You feel like the Kings are kind of bringing him along slowly and letting him, you know, get integrated at a at a slow pace so mm-hmm. that it's not overwhelming for him. Because I think especially with how much change is just happening in his life in general, the last thing you want to do is is just overwhelm him. So I, I'm I'm okay with how slowly they're bringing him along. But yeah, he looked really, really good last night in the minutes that he got. If I were to give you an over-under, now mm-hmm. you might be looking at the box score, so don't cheat. But, okay, gotcha. Uh, if I were to give you an over-under on the, uh, the number of players that played in the game yesterday, uh, you would say what, Chris? I would say, um, I would definitely say over 16. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Wow. 20 players. <laughs> Played everybody except yesterday. for Chance Comanche got in yesterday, and all at least seven minutes. 
uh, Nowell. Yeah, it was or a blowout. Noel. Yeah. Uh, There's still some debate on whether seven, it's Lambs Noel seven. or Noel. So, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. So you're going to forgive me for not having. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, okay. You're good. All right. You're fair enough. Uh, Ford got in there, hometown guy. Yes, Eight sir. minutes, four or five from the floor. Mm-hmm. Shot better than pretty much everybody. Uh, should I be concerned with D Fox going 0 for 6 from the floor, Chris? <laughs> I'm guessing no. No, no yeah, I mean, yeah, just good. and that's the thing about preseason. You shouldn't really be concerned about anything. It's mm-hmm. like this is a lot like summer league where it's just if something good happens, then you can say, okay, yeah, that's that's good to see. But if anything bad happens, then it's just, uh, no, 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 not that big of a deal. Which and is you funny. Brush it off. <laughs> Which is funny because Draper said the opposite. Yeah. He only takes bad from it. He doesn't yeah. take any good from it. No, I mean, yeah, I, I would, in general, I would disagree with that. But I think uh, I hear what he's saying in the sense of like, if something just doesn't look right, mm-hmm. usually that that tracks. Like yeah. usually if, if it just looks completely off, like I think Chris Duarte yesterday, if you're going to apply that to anything, he had a rough day yesterday. I'm not, minus I'm not going to. Minus 21 gonna, in the box. You know, yeah, minus 21 <laughs> in the box. He was 0 of 6, six from, from 3, three. Yeah. 2 of 9 from the yeah, field. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be concerned about anything, you could be concerned about that. But even that is, I'm not concerned about it because if you look at the shots that he got, they were good looks and, mm-hmm. and he, they just didn't fall. And, you know, you're going to have nights like that when you play basketball where someday, some days your shots just aren't falling, but it's about being process oriented. And, you know, the shots that he was taking were still good shots that, you know, you like to see in somebody's first game of action. Preseason also is the time to to be more aggressive and kind of figure out where and where you can't get your spots that you're looking for. Yeah, I would say if there are actually two things that I am actually concerned about uh-huh. when it comes to the Kings, looking way more macro yes, than just this course. micro preseason please, game. Please. Um, or it, we can go really in-depth. No, 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 no. I'm not breaking this down. No, 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 no. But, but the, the two actual things for the season and yeah. what I think is going to be a big barometer of their success, I, I, I put a ton of emphasis on Sasha. But in just in terms of the team – it's defense. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that ad nauseum, right? Greatest offense of all time. Right. Defense wasn't great or whatever. Defense wasn't great last was night. Not great. And then three-point shooting. Because when you think about your superstar, yeah. right? And Steph dropped the 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 50 points 50 in, the, in, in game seven. Yes, he but did. But D-Fox has never been a great three-point shooter. No, sir. And he doesn't have to be. But Herter had a down well he kind of had a roller coaster year yeah but certainly was not like lights out from three and then at least with murray yesterday one for five from behind the arc that's probably a guy that i mean they three-point shooting has become so much more emphasized in the nba now Mm -hmm. that that's a big thing that i'm going to be looking at and obviously last night they they shot shot, what 22 percent they shot horribly you want to be at 40 or above yeah absolutely and i i think the kings are definitely and that's again another reason why and it's not just because they perform bad but i'm not taking a lot out of last night because that's not what they're going to look like on most nights. They're not going to shoot 22% from three. I, I think with the big emphasis on bringing in all the shooters that they brought in this offseason mm-hmm. on top of you know the shooters that they already have, mm-hmm. I feel like what I would typically expect is, is for the Kings to be hovering around 38% from three. I think that they're really going to be one of the best shooting teams in the NBA. And really? I really do. I Where mean, do you just, see the uptick coming from? I see Chris Duarte definitely adding to that. I think okay. Sasha's going to be an efficient three-point shooter, and I think the fact that they just add more shooting in general is going to give hmm. pe- it's going to give them better looks, and, okay. and it's just going to lead to, a, a you know, uh, what is it, a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be 
be like that where I like it. they just kind of have Positive so much. Pete over here. I'm, I'm this telling supposed you, to be the wet blanket. I don't know where people got it. it from. I don't know who this guy is, but I like him. I don't know where people got that negativity from. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, yeah. and, and good news because a lot has been made from Mitchell from himself, yeah. not even from the media, talking right. about how much he wants to improve, and he was two Told for five. Yeah. I think we'd all he take. He looked really good I think yesterday. We'd, I think we'd all take 40%. From behind the arc, from Mr. Off Night. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and he looked really good last night. And the offense is going to be a big thing for him this year in general, just keeping him on the floor. And uh, he was able to, to split some minutes with De'Aaron Fox yesterday. And I think that's that's great. That's what they want from Davion. And the only way that they're going to be able to to play him and De'Aaron at the same time is if one of them, hopefully Davion, is, is making shots. So uh, that was a really big positive to take from yesterday, for sure. For sure. And way so much more positive stuff that you could even possibly come up with. Uh, we will do that. And I also, I got a Super Bowl prediction, Chris. Already? Yeah, so that is that is a tease. Wow. Sorry. I'm okay. seeing the writing on the wall, and it's going to be familiar territory okay. of what my prediction is. You're going to go, oh, we used to have that guy. Now <laughs> that guy's gone, and he might knock us off. We're going all the way back to 1982. What? All that's coming oh, up see, next. That was way before Zach my time. Ryan, Chris Watkins right here. Sacktown Sports, 1140. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Yes, sir. It is Sacktown Sports. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. You can call or text the show, 916-339-1140. Check us out on YouTube. We are live streaming. A couple people in there getting their day started. See you too. Hey, Dwayne, all that good stuff. Emmy, all our people in the community shouting out. Coming up at 1045, we all plead the fifth together. We listen to the fantastic intro. From our one and only Nate behind the glass. The greatest. And we do some Chappelle love. We do fun in the 40s. A proposal? I would would you be a would you be a proposal at a game guy? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. no. All right. So no. I've never proposed. I came close uh-huh. and I had a really good idea for what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. But it would not be like at a game, Mm-mm. and no Mm-mm. disrespect to my brother who did it in a hot air balloon. I wouldn't be that guy mm-hmm. either. Okay. I'm not a hot I mean, that's awkward guy. if she says no. That's a really, <laughs> stuck really up there. weird <laughs> yeah. Yeah, experience. But how like, often do people actually say no? I'd like a percentage on that. Can we do some research on great. that? Yeah. How I'll, often, how often a, do people uh, say schedule. no to a proposal? I feel like it's it's got to be close to 100% that people say yes. Are I you would, scared of heights, too? <laughs> me? Yeah, because I know you're no, scared of really. electricity. Are heights play? Is that So would you prefer a hot air balloon to, like, a helicopter? Hmm. I would prefer the hot air balloon. I'd feel more safe. Okay. Yeah. Just getting really to know you. Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. to know you. Not yet. Early. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Jumping the gun. Yeah, yeah. Relax. Um, anyways, here is my hot take. I think it's going to be Dolphins, Niners, 1982, mm. all over again in the Super Bowl. Now, I know the Dolphins got humbled by the Bills. They did. Who got humbled in London they did. by what I've been saying is my most disappointing team. Now I'm starting to see some life right. out of that Jacksonville <laughs> squad. But that happens. You're in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and Buffalo's a great team. So it's not like you can walk away from that game going, oh, we stink because we lost to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Right. But I think after five weeks, 
that I'm looking at the NFL landscape, mm-hmm. and as I said, I didn't really even take this Dallas game seriously. Yep. I think the Eagles lost too much. Both coordinators, okay. bunch of players, blah 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 blah. Sure. Even though I know Niners feel a certain type of way about the Eagles, they definitely do. I, I've said that I think the only teams are in the AFC, and that would be the Bills and the Dolphins. But the mm-hmm. Dolphins, I think, are just. Here's the thing, Chris. They're the same team. I mean, the Niners' defense is way better, which yeah. is why I think if they played in the Super Bowl, the Niners would be favored. Yeah. But you've got a Kyle Shanahan disciple mm-hmm. doing the same crazy stuff in Miami that he's doing in Santa Clara. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins are definitely a, a scary team. I just wonder if they can realistically get to the Super Bowl even. I think it's the, the style that they play is very – I don't – and you know, Hit it, or miss? Yeah. Is that, is that just, kind of where you're going? It feels like – and maybe I could be proven because even when I'm trying to think of the argument against them, it feels a little bit like Charles Barkley screaming that the Warriors can't win <laughs> Only a, shoot jumpers. Title, a yeah, title yeah. because they keep shooting jump shots. Yeah. And it feels a similar way with the Dolphins where it feels gimmicky almost in a sense where mm-hmm. it's these guys are, are relying so heavily on their speed and yeah. so – I mean, it's also scheme, but like this, it's really tough to go back and forth because it just doesn't feel like this is the traditional way of playing football. They're playing football with speed instead of strength. And Mm -hmm. it feels like in football, especially at some point, you're going to have to meet a team with physicality. And maybe this is also an example that we could get shown. Like, how can Miami perform when the weather gets bad? Like, you know, it, it comes Super Bowl time, January, February. That's usually when it's raining, when it's snowing, when the yeah. field isn't in ideal conditions. And, you know, when you can't really get your footing and in, in your, your top speed, you know, the, the Dolphins, I guess, had the five fastest tracks. It's like nine AWS. out of ten now of miles yeah. per hour or whatever. <laughs> I've seen the graphic. I don't even it's know r- if that's ridiculous. The, if yeah. that stat means yeah, yeah. anything anymore. But, like, if, when the it game. It just means they're fast. That's all. Right. But, yeah. and w- but when the field slows down, slows them down. You can't be as will fast. It, will yeah, it yeah. look the same? And that's, yeah. that's really my biggest concern and why I would still probably give the edge to a team like like Buffalo or mm-hmm. or maybe Jacksonville who knows I, I think that there's that my something I think Miami's gonna beat a couple teams in the playoffs but I just I I have a tough time seeing them you know win what would that be two or three games to get to the Super Bowl yeah no for sure and I I don't think that you're wrong in in saying that I just feel like whatever McDaniel is doing down there I think he's gonna make it so that it is translatable to when it's late because I mean yes you're right you can't be as fast or as gimmicky or whatever but that applies to the other team that's playing on the same field as well sure and I just I feel like they are and and part of this is you know they're gonna have Jalen Ramsey coming back yep from injury at some point yeah for sure and so I just I don't know. I I look at that, and even though the Bills beat them pretty decisively, I think that was more of a reflection on how good Buffalo is, and they were home, and they you know they took care of business. Right. Like that's what your job is supposed to be. But I look at the rest of the teams, and I mean the the only thing looming that would take me off of my trajectory of it being Dolphins Niners is one guy. And it's not even the team. Right. It's just a human. Mm-hmm. It's a human with the name of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And that guy would be the only thing that, you know, because I, so my best friend, we both turned 40. He He's born on September 29th. I'm born on October 8th. And we had a joint 40th birthday party. Mm-hmm. He, anyways, he's a hardcore Chiefs fan. And he just laughs 
anytime anything is brought up, he's like that annoying yeah. of a cocky fan yeah. that he just laughs and he just goes, oh, they're going to win. They're going to win. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins? Are you kidding me? The Dolphins played the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to mop them up. Like, he does, he's not worried about anybody. Right. Very dismissive. Yeah. And, like, even when they lose, he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't even know how that happened because he loves Patrick Mahomes that much. But right. that would be the only thing. And then in the NFC, again, I, I, I think the Lions will be pesky. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks will be pesky. But in terms of like actually toppling the They're Niners, I got nothing. They're and the Cowboys not just uh, laid a complete egg. Yeah. And that was supposed to be one of the teams that was in there. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think as long as the 49ers are at full strength, I don't really think it's really much of a conversation. And of course, you know, that that's really the big thing. Once you get to the Super Bowl, it's really about which team is more healthy. But um, I mean, yeah, if you're looking across the league, if you're trying to find a team that's going to be competitive with them, I think you should keep looking. I mean, I I still I'm gonna I feel like I'm gonna die on this Eagles hill. The the Eagles no, they're undefeated. I, I feel Chris. like the Eagles, the are Eagles still, fans. If there's any Eagles yeah. fans listening, are probably screaming, laughing just that we're yeah. not bringing them up. I just I I just worry about the amount that they lost, and there's a just a smidge part of me that doesn't fully believe. And Jalen Hurts, even though I think he has one of the yeah. best work ethics and I think that he is a great player, there's just part of me that, as crazy as it sounds, because I think you and I both agreed that we would take Hurts over Purdy. Sure. I trust Purdy more than Hurts. Interest. I mean, I know that sounds weird. I just am also at the fact where we're, we're only a month and a week into this season. Like, yeah. I, I think this is more, especially more speaking from the Eagles' perspective, mm-hmm. like, I've got no problem with them kind of sputtering out the gate and still being 5-0. and Like, to me, it's not about how well – like, it's great that the 49ers are off to this ridiculous start, yeah. but it might it might not mean anything if by week 15 they, they look – they never look as good as what they look right now. I think it's all about peaking at the right time, and I think something that the Eagles maybe took from last year is – that it's a marathon and it's mm-hmm. about when you're properly peaking. Like the Eagles were were th- what 13 and 0 last year until they finally started to lose some games and I think that they learned from that that you know it again it you can have a great start to the year the end of your year could be sputtery if if it's about turning it around at the right time. So I'm not really willing to make some any bold proclamation about who's going to be in you know in Super Bowl contention quite yet but uh, you know, looking at the landscape of things right now, there's there's only a couple teams that really feel like they're even capable of reaching the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Are you a point differential guy? To an extent, for sure. It's definitely a, a I think it's a helpful number. Would you like to know how staggering the point differential is for your San Francisco 49ers? I saw By a the number way, on Nate it, back so here, I don't want to. If it was up to Nate, we would talk about the Niners for four hours. He is so happy back there. I can literally yeah. see the smile on his face, and he's not even smiling. It's awesome. Anyways, do you know what their point differential is? I do know what their point differential is. Oh, okay. I think I saw this number. Staggering. 99. 99. Damn near a triple 99. digits. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's nobody really even close to that. No, and no I one, uh, yeah. I saw a number that said uh, the 49ers are, I think, sixth right now in all-time uh, point differential through five games. Wow. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, sixth wow. all, tied for sixth all-time in point differential through five weeks. Crazy. Every team that is on this list of 10 teams, with mm-hmm. the exception of the 2019 Patriots, mm-hmm. went on to go to the Super Bowl. So 
you know, it, it, with with how the 49ers have, have opened up the gate so far, it's it's a really, really good indication yeah. that this team is as legitimate as what we all see. No, for it. sure. And look, we're going to enjoy the journey as we go yeah. through it. But really, we're, we're not having any conversation other than them winning the Lombardi. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Like, everything else is like, okay, cute. Yeah, oh, you got to the NFC Championship game? Cute. You won that? Okay, you got to the Super Bowl? Cute. Media day? Like, the only it's thing that, that we're going to talk about yeah. it is with the actually win it and yep. have a parade and so. i think that's what sunday yesterday really solidified is that it's it 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 always was all about the super bowl yeah. but now it's like you guys you've shown that you guys this There's this year's team this, is, is sure. capable of being head and shoulders above the rest of the competition no doubt now it's just about going out and actually taking care of it and uh this year if they don't if they don't get it done after this year you're gonna hear the to me the, the complaint should be as loud as they've ever been for sure well coming up next we will all plead the fifth together we will execute our right to plead the Fifth Amendment. We will have fun in the 40s. That's what we do every hour around that time. He is Chris Watkins. I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Welcome back, Sacramento. Pour out a little liquor. Shout out Tupac, greatest artist of all time. Any genre, I will take no arguments on that fact. I am Zachariah. He is Chris Watkins. Coming up, top of the hour. Emil is not going to be in the studio. He will not. He He'll will be not. joining us okay. on StreamYard. Are we going to be able to look at him? Uh, yes. You think yes, he's going to be presentable? He's always presentable. Absolutely, he'll okay. he'll be uh, in front of that like chalkboard. I don't know what okay. what's going on up there, but uh, is yeah. he one of those guys where it's like a dress shirt up top, but then he's got like shorts on below no, the waist? I don't think you know so. that's a thing. Yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially with like news anchors and stuff. Tony Kornheiser and Michael yeah. Wilbon famously do that. I would definitely do it if I were on TV. There's I a see thousand percent sure. chance that I would go dress shirt and then just and then some, like basketball, you couldn't see. athletic yeah. shorts on yeah. under. So we'll all find out all together. Maybe we'll make them stand up. Or is that <laughs> will yeah, HR like, get involved? Stand up. Give us, hey Emil, give us give us a twirl. Give us a twirl. Come on, show smile us, a little show bit. Show us what you're working with. Uh, but right now, the best intro I think in the history of sports radio, I feel like, was done by Nate. And here it is. It's time to have fun in the forties. Now, on Zachariah and Watkins, I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Five. One, two, three, four, fifth. Anything you say, fifth. Absolutely. And we will start here. Christian McCaffrey and Micah Parsons swap jerseys uh-huh. after the game. Now, I know that that's a thing now. Yes. Okay. And I realize that I'm getting more and more like get off my lawn, old man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Especially after my 40th birthday yesterday. But I got a problem. When you get the brakes beaten off of you, I don't like just the feeling of exchanging jerseys (laughs) on the field. Like I want my guy, even though I said he's the only one that gave me confidence after that game, but I want my guy angry. Mm -hmm. I don't want my guy Going, I mean, am I being am I being ridiculous here? 
I don't like it. I don't think so. I mean, especially not in a, you know, in a, a grueling trenches sport like football, you know, like where yeah. there's not supposed to be any friendship. Like in basketball, it's like, okay, yeah, we all understand these guys are all friends mm-hmm. and whatever they, they're able to put it aside. But in the violent sport that is football, you yeah. f- you want to feel like these guys are, are adversarial at all times and mm-hmm. you want to feel like... You know, when you lose a, a a game, it's like losing a battle. It's like losing a war, and, yeah. and it's not you know something that you can just brush off. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think you know not after I over dramatize it like that, I, I definitely agree with you though that it feels like something about just getting killed the way that the Cowboys got killed last night. It's just it didn't feel appropriate. It wouldn't it wouldn't feel appropriate. I should say if I were in that situation, I would be like. No, I just want to get off the yeah, field. I want I'm, to get in the shower, and I want to get the hell out of here. I'm usually a lover, not a fighter. Yeah. So I I find surprise in my reaction to this. But I would I, I would do the same thing if the Niners got blown out. Yeah. I would be angry at Christian McCaffrey for totally. doing it. You know what I mean? And I'm only mad at Parsons for doing this. Right. But when you lose like that, I want you to be angry. Or in the very least, couldn't you just do that like in the do locker it room? Later, like, why I do you think... have to do it on the field? <laughs> yeah. I, if I'm a Cowboys fan and yeah. I saved up a ton of money to travel and get plane tickets mm-hmm. and hotel in Santa Clara to go watch this Cowboys Niners game right. Sunday night football and then the game they just get blown out and then I'm just sitting him sitting there smiling and right. exchanging jerseys with CMC I don't know I got an issue with I do wonder if it's an NFL thing where it's like hey like can we get just after every game we need a picture of two of the best players, two of the most marketable oh, players. Oh, you're going higher up? You don't think this is on a personal level? You yeah, think this might be coming I mean, from the league? Yeah, I don't want to like tinfoil it too hard, but like I just wonder if, you know, just it's for kind like of, marketing yeah, purposes. Just a marketing PR thing huh. so we can get a picture up on the NF at NFL, you know, yeah, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, all that stuff. Wouldn't surprise me because it is it's it's just it's a really really strange thing. Like you just wouldn't think. Like you said, you just wouldn't think that that's at the top of your mind immediately after just getting killed by thirty. You're not like Micah Parsons probably isn't on the sideline that entire fourth quarter thinking, should I get McCaffrey's jersey? Should it should <laughs> be Brock? Had, Brock yeah. had a pretty good Purdy's game. Doing pretty like, well. That could be. Yeah. That's almost yeah. like an investment yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like so, it, it makes me wonder if maybe you know the Don't Cowboys PR maybe team go is to like, Bosa? hey, like, can you guys yeah. can you do the team yeah, swap maybe. for us? To- yeah, I know you're making me more and more cynical because yeah, you're telling know. me that people are getting this for clicks. I'm just I'm very naive. <laughs> I believe into everything. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, but there was a very sweet moment. There was a proposal. Yeah. At the game, Nate. Let's hear from this. A couple of moments ago, a proposal, Cowboy fan, Niners fan, she said yes, the crowd around them went wild. We've got a shot of the ring. You see, you can see the bling from all the way here. You can see the bling from all the way here. <laughs> doubtful. Very doubtful. <laughs> Very well, doubtful. Okay, so we were talking about this. Let's I'm pretty quiet. sure 95% of marriage proposals are accepted. And you would put that number higher or lower? You're telling me there's a there's a woman who gets proposed to yes. and she says just looks him dead in the face and says no? Uh in in some version of that. Yeah, I don't know if they say no, but they're like, like can we talk about this later really? kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure for the most part it's a yes because I would hope that any man who's going to ask uh, is or, or anybody in general yeah, yeah, who's going to yeah. ask somebody is else. Is confident enough that the other significant other is going to say Not yes. Not only confident, yeah. but it's at least tested the waters. You know, ask a sure. friend, yeah. ask a parent, or, or someone who would have some about insight. it with them, yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course, there's always a possibility that you just get bad information, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I, I would like to think that there is a 
percentage of people out there that probably have to go through that awkward feeling of of being rejected. See, I would think in the very least, okay, here's where I'm putting the percentage, and we have yeah. a poll from our wonderful sure. producer. Yes. But here's where I'm saying I think it's 95%. Just the initial yes. I'm not saying right. that those people end up going through, through with the right. marriage, but like- in the beginning, how hard would that be yeah. to say no to? I mean, I it takes. I have some data stones. back here. Okay, what do from you got? Bustle.com. Okay, is oh, that a reputable from, site? Not from the YouTube poll. Hey, first it popped up first, not sponsored by Google. It okay. was first first poll result. So okay. I, I got a little quote here. According to the survey they did on this um, on uh, this website, Bustle. nearly mm-hmm. one in four women have turned down a proposal, hmm. though apparently 23% of these women regret it. Wait. Interesting. 23% of the 25%? Yes. Or of- Re- yes. 23 yeah. of the 25 regret turning it down. Okay. Fair yeah, a little confusing, but so that's a little insight on this. Uh, and then about 30 per- 37% of women have been proposed to twice. Oof. So uh, Yeah, I wonder how much of that is also just like guys are weird and just like... Yeah. Propose yeah. out of this no, is out know, of it's a, like hey, like I've known you for two weeks, yeah. like, but like I don't know anybody who got this is two thousand people refused okay. for a proposal because at that point wouldn't you do the breakup before the rejection of the marriage? You know what I mean? Wouldn't you just end the yeah. relationship no, with too, the person? It's not that easy. It's hard to get out of a relationship like, like that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. People get stuck and it's, yeah. you know, yeah. you think this is it. Uh-huh. And then, and then it's facing you right. This is getting too. This is getting <laughs> come on a little heavy. But if it's like right in front right. of you, yeah, you know, you're you just in the moment. Mm-hmm. You no, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I I, I couldn't do it. Motel I would tell Littlefield. I would I would say yes and then get <laughs> out of it. All right, as yeah. we go around the wacky world of sports, uh, which- it was also it was a Niners fan that proposed to a Cowboys fan. Yeah, it wasn't oh. it wasn't I don't think it was a Cowboys fan that kind of like Romeo Juliet to a Niners fan. Yeah. That's kind of well cute. it's also like I mean after your team gets killed like mm-hmm. you really want me to marry like your team just killed my team mm-hmm. and you want me to say yes to marrying you? No. Like, you know, maybe if my team won and this was a glorious night that you just took to another level, yeah, for sure, but mm. You know, if my team gets killed, that let would me, factor let me into deal it. with the emotions of my <laughs> team getting, I deal with all that. getting yeah. murdered on Sunday I night football you. by 32. Like, yeah. let me now. Now is not the time. Yeah, I got you. All right. Let me ask you this. I saw this uh, going around the interwebs yesterday. Which five on five team do you think would win? Kareem, Shaq, Magic, Bird and Jordan. OK. Or Giannis, the Joker. Steph, LeBron, and KD. Because I, usually I have distinct, yeah, I know, (laughs) sorry, here, I'll send you the picture. Usually I have distinct, immediate answers to this, Yeah. but this one really messed with me. Specifically because you have Kareem and Shaq, who are both centers, Yeah. right? And then you got Magic, Jordan, and Bird. It's basically like, you know, 80s and 90s stars versus like stars now. But you look at it, Steph, Braun, KD, Joker, and I think I'm going old school, but I think I'm just going old school because I'm old school. I mean, I want to go old school, too. It feels mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you got you got Shaq and Kareem, yeah. and you got Jordan, yeah. and you got, like, you know, Magic maybe it's Bird. maybe it's just the, yeah. the star, but the Braun, name power there. Steph, KD, Giannis, Giannis and, and, Joker. and Joker. I don't know. Something yeah. about Joker, MVP. 
champion. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to sound stupid, uh-huh. but something about that lineup that just doesn't quite like fit. It doesn't fit really. Okay. Well, because I mean, LeBron's like a point forward. Sure. So you'd assume that he would carry the ball. Steph's the best shooter ever. Right. Kevin Durant, I think, is the most underrated player ever. Right. Even though it just feels, I don't know, like I, I. And then Giannis. I mean, what is feels like? Jokic what's Kareem going to do with Giannis? See, this is also this is why it messed with me is because you have to factor in that like they didn't have the nutrition and like sure. the workout regimen right. that of course they have now or whatever. So like, what would even Shaq do with the Joker? Let alone, what would Kareem do with the alphabet? I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, I, I think there's arguments that those guys are probably, like Giannis and, and Jokic might even be, like, just overqualified role players in, in that sense. Like, mm. I don't really know what their role would be if if, if, if you LeBron's the point guys, guard. Yeah. I don't know what really yeah, yeah. Jokic is doing. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't know if Giannis is, yeah. is just still running the ring. Like, how much is Giannis really getting the ball? I don't know. Yeah. I would go with the older team. Why and- not? In general, when people try to make the comparisons, yeah, where do you usually side with that? Um, usually I'll side with the newer guys, just because of like you were saying, modern medicine, and I mean, frankly, the game evolves and advances. It exactly. should like Jerry West shouldn't really be compared to Kyrie at all. Like, obviously, Kyrie yeah. Irving has the benefit of having years of knowledge that Jerry just never got yeah, because he was yeah. one of the innovators like yeah. you know so I, I think in general like you know it's it's just always easier to lean towards the newer guys gotcha all right well coming up next top of the hour Emil Fergoso he will join us via the interwebs we will pick his brain about last night's game how many more flowers can we throw did we buy <laughs> flowers should we get more flowers Should we get fake flowers plastic flowers at this point, there's so many flowers to throw at yeah, this team. Yeah, we're going to have to go uh, to Dollar Tree at this point. Just a beatdown of what was supposed to be a monster Sunday night showdown. We'll talk about it with Emil Fergoso. Coming up next, you're listening to Zachariah Chris Watkins right here. Sacktown Sports, 1140.